everyone, and welcome to the Honduras Now podcast. This podcast shares human rights stories from Honduras and connects them with global issues and North American policy. I am your host, Karen Spring, a human rights activist that has lived in Honduras for over a decade. Welcome and thanks so much for listening. Today, I'm going to give you an update on the July 18th forced disappearances of four Garifuna men from the community of Triunfo de la Cruz on the Caribbean coast of Honduras. In episode four, published two weeks ago, I outlined how the disappearances took place and talked about some of the context in the community. For today's episode, I interviewed an Ofrene and community leader from Triunfo de la Cruz, where the Garifuna men were disappeared from. He gives us an update about the case. There are a few things that have happened over the last two weeks. So as of today, it's now been 21 days or three weeks since the men were disappeared. There is still no news about their whereabouts or what happened in the early hours of the morning on July 18th. The international pressure around the case has grown. Various U.S. congressional representatives, including the chairman and vice chair of the Western Hemisphere Subcommittee, Representative Albio Ceres, and Representative Gregorio Meeks, and a bunch of other representatives, I think there was eight in total, wrote a public letter to the U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, and addressed specifically the forced disappearances of the Garifuna men. A part of the letter reads, quote, The Honduran government owes the international community an explanation as to what role state officials had in these egregious violations of human rights against the Garifuna community. It must ensure immediate, independent investigations into this kidnapping and each of the recent murders. It goes on to read, quote, We are deeply concerned that rather than pressing the Honduran authorities for accountability, the Trump administration has been holding public photo ops with President Hernandez and lauding his assistance in implementing asylum restrictions that rely on an executive order that was struck down in U.S. federal court. The State Department also certified on May 7, 2020, the central government of Honduras is protecting the rights of civil society, opposition political parties, and the independence of the media, despite tremendous evidence to the contrary, unquote. It's good to see so many congressional offices commenting on the disappearances of the Garifuna leaders, as well as point out the Trump administration's obsession over migration issues while completely ignoring serious human rights abuses. This has been an issue for so many years. It's like what all U.S. administrations have done, even as things have continued to worsen since the U.S. and Canadian-backed coup in 2009. I'll post the link to the full letter in the show notes. The Black Fraternal Organization of Honduras, OFRNE, has also put out two communiques over the last two weeks, and I'll summarize a few of the key points. OFRNE insists that state security forces were involved in the forced disappearances. They also are denouncing a smear campaign against the Garifuna leaders. There were efforts, pictures, and audios circulating in social media of conversations and photos of weapons that tried to paint the Garifuna men as drug traffickers and as individuals involved in illicit activities. Ofrene quickly denounced the smear campaign. After all, it's not the first time this exact strategy has been used to criminalize Garifuna leaders and create doubt about the men's characters and integrity. In fact, a former leader of the same community, Triunfo de la Cruz, was sent to prison on trumped-up charges and fake drug charges. The leader, Alfredo Lopez, was ordered released by the Inter-American Court, 
seven years after he was imprisoned. Another important point of Ofrene's communique also mentions that Snyder Centeno, one of the disappeared men, had been investigating a land conflict over a piece of land known as Lot A1. Illegal African palm plantations are being planted on Lot A1, which was a key piece of land mentioned and ruled on by the case brought against the Honduran state by both Ofrene and the community of Triunfo de la Cruz, and then it was ruled on by the Inter-American Court in 2015. So just a quick summary about this 2015 Inter-American Court ruling. In the early 2000s, Ofrene and the community of Triunfo de la Cruz presented a case against the Honduran government for violating their indigenous land rights and other rights. They first presented the case to the Inter-American Commission, an international body, and sometimes the last hope for some communities in countries where the impunity rate is so high and justice is just not a possibility in national courts. The commission investigated the allegations made by Triunfo and Ofrene and then passed the case to the Inter-American Court. This took over 10 years. The court reviewed the community's claims and then in 2015 issued a sentence. They found that the Honduran state had violated the indigenous rights of Triunfo de la Cruz and another community called Punta Piedra, which is a whole other case. But specifically, they ruled that the state had violated Garifuna's rights to free prior and informed consent, as well as the land titled to the Triunfo de la Cruz community. The court ruled that the Honduran government had to repair the damages and give a legally appropriated land back to the community. Now, to be fully transparent, I haven't read the full court ruling, and I am by no means an expert on the ruling. The court sentence itself is 100 pages long, and then there are several other documents published by the Inter-American Court that is still doing follow-up on the sentence to push that the state comply. Now back to the Ofrene communiques. Ofrene mentions Snyder Centeno's work before his disappearance. He was investigating African palm plantations on this lot. A lot of the land issues involved in Lot A1 was mentioned in the Inter-American Court case. The state was supposed to be working to fix the land issue and return the large area back to Triunfo, but they failed to comply. So Centeno continued to push and investigate the ongoing abuses. Also, as a result of the recent disappearances and killings of other Garifuna leaders in other Garifuna communities, my point in explaining all of this is that at least one of the disappeared men was specifically investigating ongoing violations by the state. This is another reason that Ofrene and many others think the forced disappearances of the men from Triunfo de la Cruz are a targeted state-led effort against individuals demanding the state implement the 2015 court ruling. The state has demonstrated that it is not willing to protect Garifuna land rights, much less the lives of those that continue to speak out and demand their ancestral and indigenous rights. So I'm now going to go to the interview with Cesar Benedict. He is a community leader in Triunfo de la Cruz. Cesar is also a close friend of one of the disappeared leaders, Snyder Centeno. I interviewed Cesar earlier this week. I started by asking him to introduce himself and to also indicate his positions inside the community of Triunfo de la Cruz. My name is Cesar Benedict. I am a member of the Black Fraternal Organization of Honduras. I am a member of the elected community council and president of the Committee of the Defense of Land in Triunfo de la Cruz. 
I started by asking Cesar if he could describe the mood and the environment in the community now that two more than two weeks had passed since the disappearances of the Garifuna men from their community. Bueno, eh, Karen, eh, la comunidad todavía está... Well, Karen, the community is still distraught and scared. We live in uneasiness, especially the family members, friends, and leaders of this community, because this type of incident has never happened where strange people come in and kidnap our leaders, our president. They kidnap him, and we don't have any news of them. Each minute and day that passes is discouraging, especially for the family, friends, and leaders of the community. Since July 18th to present, Triumfo is almost a totally different community because of the mood here. The sadness is overwhelming, and so is the despair of not knowing where our comrades are, if they are alive or dead. People are scared, but as leaders and members of the community, we have asked and been working so that people don't just wait around that we don't just hide from fear, but instead go out and protest so that the people that do this to us know that, yes, we are scared, but panic and fear will not control us. We are protesting, mourning, and monitoring things in our community. But if we just wait around for something to happen, or if we keep quiet, something like this will happen again. And for these reasons, as leaders, we have been working so that this doesn't happen and so that the community doesn't feel so uneasy. But yes, we are scared, just like any human being would be after this has happened. But yes, we are struggling and protesting so that panic doesn't take control of us. In the Honduran media, there have been reports of an arrested suspect, a 28-year-old American citizen, on July 22nd, so five days after the disappearances. But not much has been reported about it or the suspect's links to the forced disappearances. Then, 11 days after the disappearances as well, on July 29th, the Honduran media reported that police had found bodies in the mountains of Tela. It was originally reported that they were the bodies of the disappeared Garifuna men. So what is going on with the alleged investigations by the Honduran government and the Honduran media reports about it? Yes, they arrested a suspect, according to what the police have told us. They say he's a key element of the crime and that he participated in the forced disappearance of our comrades. But nevertheless, that seems to be where the investigation ended. They do not have any new elements, even though new investigative bodies like Atik and the Attorney General's office got involved. After arresting the suspect, the investigators started talking about releasing him because there wasn't enough proof against him, but they are still holding him. They have to. Maybe he will provide them with more information about the case. Also, Yes, they found a body in the mountains. It was suspected that they were of the Garifuna leaders, but looks like they found only one body that had been there a while. So fortunately, it wasn't our disappeared comrades. It wasn't their bodies. The police say they are doing an investigation, and we here in the community are putting pressure on the police because we know that the Honduran state knows and was involved in the disappearance and we hope we have an immediate response. The police and the media have given a lot of false alarms, but at the end of the day, they still know nothing of our comrades. 
We don't know if they are alive or dead. Ofrene has mentioned the sentence by the Inter-American Court on Human Rights in 2015 in the context of this case. What does this sentencing have to do with the attacks against the Triunfo de la Cruz community and the forced disappearances of the community's leaders? After the sentence in 2015, the community thought there would be positive changes if the government implemented the sentence. But it's now 2020, and they haven't implemented any of it. Absolutely nothing that was established in the ruling by the Inter-American Court of Human Rights. The sentence involved returning Garifuna lands to the community, the lands that were stolen from us by the state, by African palm and tourism companies. But the state hasn't advanced with this. They have ignored it. And yes, we think that it's possible that the, the attack against our comrades' lives could be related to this. It's unfortunate because the state is such a liar. Like the state says one thing and then does another, and then looks for excuses. They make excuses about not implementing the court's sentence. Like even with this investigation of the forced disappearances, we think the state has circulated audios and pictures trying to tie our disappeared comrades to drug trafficking but for what? So they can wash their hands of the case and stop investigating. We also know that the government could come and plant something and then later say publicly that they found drugs in our houses. We are worried and disappointed because they are trying to make it seem that our comrades are guilty when really it's the state's responsibility. How does the forced disappearances of the leaders affect the spirituality of the Garifuna in the way that the Garifuna mourn and say goodbye to community members that pass? Well, in our spirituality right now, they are still alive. I'm not spiritual myself and have not been with a spiritual leader, but the families of the disappeared have. They have been with our spiritual leaders that say that the men are still alive, but they are in another place. But we don't have access to those places, according to what the spiritual leaders have told us. But when we say this to the authorities in the government, they don't listen. It's logical that God doesn't give if you don't believe in him. So it's logical that the authorities will not collaborate with us in order to find the place where they are. We have spoken with families of the disappeared and none believe that their family members are dead because they believe that they are being kept alive and at any moment could be released. So as members of the community, we have not lost the hope that they are alive. What is Ofrene and the Garifuna communities demanding in this case and with the investigation? We want our comrades to turn up alive. We demand that the intellectual authors of the forced disappearances be investigated too. We are demanding that the Honduran government implement the 2015 inter-American court sentence and that they take care of the Garifuna leaders from different communities along the north coast. 
The Garifuna community has been deeply affected by the murders of various leaders in our communities, where up until now, there isn't one case that has resulted in an investigation or a positive response from the government. The community stands in solidarity with other Garifuna communities that have been affected by violence and have seen their leaders be killed. But again, I repeat, we demand a response about our comrades, alive or dead. We want to know where they are. If they are dead, well, we want to be at least able to put their families to peace, and if they are alive, that they be returned to us. Just like the community of Triunfo de la Cruz, I also hope that news of the disappeared men is provided soon. It's so agonizing to be waiting for news from investigators and a state that you cannot trust, especially when it's believed that the government itself is involved and implicated in the disappearances. But as I've learned over the years of working on human rights cases, we must keep demanding and pressuring. Otherwise, the case will remain, like so many, in total impunity. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you're listening to this podcast, please consider leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. You can also donate to help support production at HondurasNow.org. I'll also be posting the show notes at that same address. When I post the next podcast episode, I will likely be back in Honduras. For those of you that don't know, I've been stuck outside of Honduras since March, when the Honduran government closed its borders because of the COVID pandemic. I've been separated from my partner, Edwin, since then. It's almost been five months. I will try and get back since the borders are allegedly being opened over the next two weeks. Oh, and Sunday, August 9th, this Sunday, is a special day for Edwin and myself. It's the one-year anniversary of Edwin's release from the maximum security prison where he was held as a political prisoner for one and a half years. I'm hoping to share more with you about this, his case and his release, possibly in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Check out the website and show notes at HondurasNow.org. Have a great one, and until next time, hasta pronto. Give me the-